Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. everybody this is rams up your favorite la rams podcast you can also follow us on youtube our youtube handle is at la rams up hey we're not insiders here we're just rams fans that love talking about our la rams i'm your host mark let's get to it Welcome back, Ram fans. That big game is almost upon us. The Rams and the 49ers at SoFi Stadium. And as promised, we have a bonus episode for you here today. Tom Quartz, a regular contributor on this podcast, always provides some really good content for us. Went on Rob Stats Guerrera's podcast show. He's a podcaster for the Gold Standard Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network a very popular 49er podcast. Rob, pinging Tom for what's going on with the Rams, what 49er fans might expect from this Rams team, this 2023 version of the Rams team. These crossover segments are always fun and very educational for both fan bases. We'll be doing more of this moving forward. Tom providing content, these crossover segments with upcoming opponents. Good stuff. Back with that in just a second. 
our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Crossover Podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I am Rob Stats Guerrero, ready for a week two matchup with our old friends, the Los Angeles Rams. And I'm very pleased and privileged this week to be joined by Tom Quartz of the Rams Up Podcast. They cover the Rams, all things Rams for us at FFSN. How are you, Tom? Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, great to be here. Great to be here. Looking forward to uh, another meeting of the Rams and the Niners. Is it great to be here, really, after eight straight regular season wins by the 49ers? Come on, you could tell the truth. Uh, yeah, it's it, that's, that's a little rough, but that one championship game and then the follow-on Super Bowl makes it all worth it. So we uh, got to hang on to that and uh, and uh, but we're, yeah, we're definitely in different places now. I always told uh, that all the, the Niner uh, uh, podcasters and friends and so forth that we got to enjoy it while we can when we're both competitive. It's been a while and that's not the case anymore. So it was a it was a good run of five years or so. Well, you say that. And yet in week one, the Rams go into Seattle and stomp out the Seahawks. How did that happen? I would say more than anything, this is a very young, hungry Rams team that it really is so so young that they might not know that 
they're undermatched and they just went out there and played their asses off. But I was at that game, Rob. I went up to Seattle and that Seahawks team did not show up, especially in the second half. They had some major problems. You saw it at the end of the game with DK taking a cheap shot on your old friend Akilla Weatherspoon. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, it got a little it got a little ugly. And then they they, they stopped blocking for for Gino and it was sacks at the end of the game. It was it was nasty work. And uh, you know, you gotta put that obviously go straight back to Carol. So a couple of things I noticed that jumped out to me. First, the Rams could not run the ball mm-hmm. at all. If that happens against San Francisco, I don't know how the Rams can win because the 49ers are built to stop your run game, force you to have to drop back and pass, and then come at you with the defensive line. Do you think the Rams will be able to run on Sunday? No, uh, I don't. I, I <laughs> Rams haven't been able to run for two years, even all the way through the Super Bowl year. They couldn't run the ball. So uh, don't expect them to start now. Uh, and... You know, they just need to be somewhat effective, you know, get an average what they average two and a half, get two, three yards, a carry, keep them honest, sort of, you know, so to speak, and uh, keep that crazy pass rush that, that the Niners have at bay a little bit. Um, but having said that, you know, even without Cooper Cup, uh, Matthew Stafford lit it up pretty good. And, uh, you know, I would say that um, aside, you know, probably two weaknesses on the Niners are that uh, the right side of that offensive line. And, and the secondary. And so obviously in this case, the, the offensive line doesn't come into play, but uh, that secondary is, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, your nickel corner, Aubrey Thomas got benched, if I'm not mistaken, in the second half. And uh, Shanahan was not all that too kind about it in that press conference. So yeah, there's some issues back there. I'm not that impressed with Lenore. Um, I think that uh, Ward is, uh, is, is solid up. Yeah, Mooney Ward is definitely solid. But who's he going to have to cover, Tom? Because I see on the practice report that Puka Nakua missed practice on Thursday with an oblique injury. What are his prospects as we sit here late on Thursday night recording this? Yeah, he's just he's just recovering. He'll be fine. Um, he'll uh, yeah, he'll be out there. They're just just resting him up a little bit. He obviously got a pretty good workout. 16 targets, 10 receptions, 119 yards. Um, yeah, don't, you know, he kind of overshadowed Tutu, but Tutu also had identical yardage, 119 yards. And, uh, and so, yeah, there's, there's, he's, he's, uh, Stafford spreading the ball around to a bunch of, uh, a bunch of new receivers. Van Jefferson had a, uh, could have had a bigger game, but he dropped a, a 60 yard pass right in his hands. Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, Stafford is on target and that's, that's what matters. The offensive line held up extremely well. Um, which is good news for us given after what happened last year. And so a little bit of protection gives Stafford, you know, two and a half, three seconds to find somebody. And uh, yeah, I think, I think they'll do well in the air and uh, try and keep them honest on the ground. Does Stafford look a hundred percent healthy to you? Cause he clearly wasn't last year. Yeah, no, last year he was not as his dead arm and his back, you know, it was, yeah, he, he was not healthy at all. This is the first year he's actually had a full training camp with the Rams. He lost some weight. He's, he's rejuvenated. He's out there. It looks like he's having fun again. And uh, most importantly, he's being protected, um, at least for the first game. So uh, it's going to be a different test. You know, no, no question. We know that the Niners off uh, our defensive line, um, you know, the way they run those hockey uh, <coughs> hockey style uh, lines at us uh, <laughs> is pretty crazy. And they're all they're all solid. So it'll be a different test for that offensive line for sure. But Stafford is is healthy and um, he's spreading the ball around nicely. Before we get to 
the Niners attacking yeah. the Rams. Um, I do want to ask, like, how big of a deal is it among Rams fans and the Rams themselves? The fact that the Niners have won eight straight, like, is it, does it bother them or is it like, Hey, we got the one that counted most. So whatever. Yeah, it, it does. There's a, there's definitely a stigma. Why can't, why can't McVay, you know, the, the uh, pupil beat the master, so to speak. And that, you know, like I say, just hang our hat on that one that got us through into the Super Bowl, And then, and then we're able to win that Super Bowl game. So, uh, but you know, there's no question. Why can't McVay, uh, go up against Shanahan head to head on a regular basis. And, um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see what they pull out tomorrow. If they sit back in their too high shell and keep everything underneath, it, it's not going to go well. Right? And that's how the Niners have shredded us. The one time the Rams deviated from that, uh, from that defense was in that championship game. And uh, we had uh, wet all that game. He just came off the beach and, to help yeah. us go through it. And he was playing safety and he was up in the box and right on the line. And we flooded, we got, we got seven, eight guys in the box and just challenged Jimmy at the time. And, and, you know, Purdy's a similar type of a quarterback who isn't going to uh, look long uh, most of the time, very often at all. I'm not sure I've ever seen him. Maybe that one throw to Kittle last year, but he's not looking to go, you know, go over the top, if you will. And uh, so I feel like if they can do that, that's the only chance he got. And I'm not saying that that'll work. But um, got to load the box, keep keep that run at bay, challenge Purdy to go over the top. What is your impression of Brock Purdy as somebody that is completely outside the 49ers bubble, totally removed from emotion? Just you've seen yeah. him play now for a little while. What do you think? He's fantastic. He's perfect for that offense. He's uh, he's you know I think he's very much like Jimmy, except for he's quicker. He has the, that evasive um, mentality. Uh, we saw. Uh, we saw that blown coverage, um, and he twisted out of it, uh, uh, against the Niners. Who was that that rushed him? Uh, off Mika of, Fitzpatrick, yeah, Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he twisted off of that and got it to, uh, got it to Debo. Um, so yeah, he's able to improvise a lot better. Uh, he's a lot more poised, um, when things don't go perfectly according to plan, you know, according to the script. And, um, so it's a perfect, uh, perfect quarterback, obviously, given the, the depth of talent. You know, these all pros at, you know, so many positions for the Niners having a rookie salary quarterback, a rookie deal quarterback is just, you know, very, very important, I think, for the makeup of that of that team build. And um, yeah, I don't see I don't see uh, Shanahan having an expensive quarterback anytime soon. He doesn't need it with that with that scheme. He actually, Purdy actually called the wrong play on that play with you're talking about with Minka Fitzpatrick. So he it was a screw up and somehow he managed to be able to make a first down out of it, which is to me, that's the most encouraging thing. We finally have someone that can do something positive when things don't go according to plan, because we all know that Kyle Shanahan calls great plays and all of that stuff, but it was like, okay, but nobody bats a thousand at some point, something's going to happen where you just need to make a play. And Brock has shown, at least thus far, that he can do that, much like Matthew Stafford can. They do it in different ways, but Stafford is the same way where when stuff breaks down or whatever, he can pull a rabbit out of his hat. Yeah, he's doing. He's, he's very poised for a rookie back there. He obviously got a lot of reps at uh, Iowa State, and um, it shows. So let's go to the defensive side for the 49ers. If I tell you the Niners are not going to blitz, they're going to rush four, and they're going to have seven in coverage against Matthew Stafford. Do you sign for that right now, or does that worry you? Uh, I think that um, uh, 
I, I don't. I think if they can get home with four, then that's that's the way of the uh, the NFL these days, right? If if you can get home with four, you got uh, Warner and Greenlaw patrolling the middle of the field as well as anybody in in pass pro, and it, you know they're, they're probably the best duo linebacking core uh, in the league, and. So, um, and then you got your four up front and you're, like I said before, you're just running these hockey lines through with, with, uh, Hargrave and Armstead and Bosa and Farrell, and then, you know, all the, the cast of backups. And, um, and so if they can get home with four and drop the, uh, the linebackers into the middle and then drop five. Um, I think it'll be tough, but, uh, but I think the Rams, I think that McVay strong suit is that 11 personnel spread it out. Um, and somehow, some way, he gets people open. So, and again, I don't think that the corners are the strongest uh, are the strongest lot. Um, Gibson and Hufangars, I think, are very good back there. I don't think they're, well, I mean, uber talented at, at pass pro. But um, so I think that that's where the Rams are going to have to turn because it's not going to be the run game. So, how do you think McVay goes about attacking this 49ers defense? What should I be worried about watching this game as a 49er fan? I think he's just going to spread it out and, and run, you know, he's as good as anybody at, at uh, creating um, uh, mismatches and coverage, um, running guys across the middle. And he's just, he's just very easy where, where Kyle, I think is extremely good at the at scheming up run plays that off that motion um, using you check uh, and to uh in the in the and Kittle in the in the pass in the run game in the run blocking game, um, I feel like McVeigh is that similar type of uh, skill at scheming up pass plays. So it's just going to be an aerial attack, and uh, and I think again it's going to come down to that offensive line of the Rams. Can they hold up against that defensive line? If he can get, if they can give him a little bit of time. I think they'll be okay. I keep telling people too. It's not like Sean McVay forgot how to coach. Like, yes, they had a down year last year, but the guy is still one of the best young play callers in the league. He's only really had one bad year. And part of it was because his quarterback got injured. And part of it was because, you know, you kind of sold out there to win a Super Bowl, which worked, by the way. So I give Sean McVay a ton of credit. He has a, I respect him. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. I think that the advantage that I give McVeigh over Shanahan is I think McVeigh realized faster because I still don't know that Kyle's totally realized this. It has to be both. It has to be your scheme and your players and input from your players on what they like and what they don't like. The scheme is Kyle's baby. He's not at the point yet where he has a quarterback that he trusts enough to, to give up some of that power. I think McVeigh recognized it early on and I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. I'm not sure that Kyle um, is built that way. I'm not sure he would he'll ever uh, end up in that spot, at least with this current team build that the Niners have. Like I said before, it's going to be a rookie uh, deal quarterback uh, with all of those weapons, all of those all pros on both sides of the ball, and there's just not enough money to pay somebody $50 million at, at, at quarterback. So he's going to uh, – but if anybody in the league doesn't need one, I mean, <laughs> it's Kyle Shanahan. He needs somebody that can – get the ball out quick and accurately. And if things break down, have enough poise to make something happen. That's what he needs. And that's what he's got. So far. So good. As I've said many times this week, the Niners are in the midst of their second longest winning streak in the history of their organization. So obviously things are going pretty well right now. Before I let you go though, I have to ask what's your prediction for the game? 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a, you know, seven, 10 point game. I think the Rams are going to stick around, um, have some, uh, uh, you know, a little better performance than most people think. I think the line of the game is somewhere in that range. Um, and I think it's pretty close to, to what it'll end up being. I think that at the end of the day, you got the uh, the Niners are going to do another takeover of the uh, of SoFi. Stafford's going to be on a silent count in his own stadium. That's probably good for two or three two two or three point swing in and of itself. And um, unfortunately, that's just how the nature of where we're at is a this semi expansion team coming back to LA after being gone for thirty years. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, I do feel like it's going to be it'll be just like all the other games. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. And um, if the Rams can stick around, then uh, you know, make it exciting, then, then that's what we're hoping for. I mean, this is a restructure, a re a reset year for the Rams. Yep. Um, got rid of all those, uh, all the guys, uh, you know, that Wagner and, and Ramsey and Floyd and, you know, all the way down all the, the entire secondary. There's only two guys coming back on, uh, on the, on the defense, a bunch of youngsters um, and uh, almost no free agents. Um, only two guys. Here's a nice, here's a nice statistic for you. Only two guys on the defense and two guys on the offense took more than 50% of the snaps for the Rams last year. Wow. So yeah. they are really turning over yeah, this roster. It's, it's, it's a turning over the roster and then a bunch of guys that were injured and, or, and you know, coming back from injury as well. So, yeah, it's – uh, and so they're just doing a big trial. 14, oh, 14 draft picks, 14 made the 53. It's a it tied an NFL record. And um, it's a bunch of young guys trying out to see who can play next year and eat our 75 million cap this year and come back with, you know, 70 million on the plus side next year, sign some free agents and make one more run while we still have Stafford and Donald. And that next year will probably be their last year for both of them. So um, that's, that's kind of where we're at. Do you think that McVay sticks around after that? Yeah. McVay had a rough year last year. The first time he, you know, when he was going to go to Amazon, it was, he was making seven, eight million. He wanted a, a double, a raise to double that, and they gave it to him. Um, so he really never was going to leave. Then last year, though, after last year, he was pretty emotionally beat up, and he uh, he was seriously considering uh, quitting. Um, but uh, kind of took some time, and you know, just decided, hey, just go back to what what this is all about, which is coaching up young guys, and and it's about the players and so forth. He was really feeling the pressure of of trying to repeat as Super Bowl champion and. Um, and so forth. So yeah, he went through it. I mean, this is a seventh year stats is he's he seventh years in the league as a head coach and he's still the youngest head coach in the league. That's that crazy. Wild. That's wild. So yeah, he's a young guy, you know, and he, and he went through it and he learned a lot and he came out uh, positive on the other end, but he's, he's in it for the long haul and they're paying him well. And um, I think he's going to see it through. Well, Tom, we can't thank you enough. Again, Tom Courts, Rams Up Podcast out here on the uh, Fans First Sports Network. Really appreciate you stopping by. I wish you no luck this weekend. And, uh, yeah, I hope the Rams stink and the Niners make it nine regular season wins in a row. <laughs> well, great to be with you and looking forward to a good game. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll uh, we'll try to keep it competitive for the fans and, um, and a moral victory for the Rams. And uh, But uh, we'll see what happens. Perfect. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. 
visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe, Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamama. your legacy. Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic free 305.